Food is the theme of the scripture readings that we heard today. And because of that, I brought my picnic basket. So, anybody want to guess what's inside of this picnic basket? Miss Genevieve. Cheetos. Well, you know what? I wasn't going to put Cheetos inside of here, but I knew you'd guess that, so I did. But I'm here to announce this evening that I have another favorite food, and I brought pancake mix with me tonight because I love pancakes. And there's a place that I go that's become a favorite Sunday brunch stop, and they serve two giant pancakes that fill a dinner plate, and sometimes they'll put blueberries on top. Yum. And so what I do is I slather it with maple syrup and let it just soak all in there. May not go through that to that second pancake, but who cares? You can take it off and pour some syrup there from the first one to the second one. And then I begin to eat. And I tell you what, I think I could only get through one pancake. One and a half if I'm really hungry, but that's rare. And so I have an opportunity to take one pancake home. And this is what I do with it. Put it in the refrigerator, right, so it doesn't get all rancid. But then I take it out, and I say, oh, this is going to be dessert for the next three or four days. You cut that pancake up, and then you put it in the microwave. 30 seconds. It's delish. And you know what? Some of that syrup that leaked into that second pancake around the edges of that, that pancake, and it's like, oh. If I really want to garnish it, I'll put some strawberry jam on top. And away you go. So that's dessert, and that will fill me up for about a week, unless I kind of get a little gluttonous and eat two pieces at the same time. Okay, I have to admit to you that besides Cheetos, this is comfort food. Mmm, love to eat those pancakes. Comfort food. Let's think about the food that you like to eat. Shared a little bit of mine. Not so healthy, is it? But I like it. Think about the food that you like to eat that brings you comfort. That brings you comfort, okay? You're thinking, you're thinking right now. Some things have popped up in your mind. All right, now let's just take that thought and walk into the first reading from the book of Deuteronomy. And we joined the Israelites when they were on a 40-year journey to get to the promised land. Okay, so the promised land is supposed to be a symbol of heaven or the Garden of Eden kind of restored what, what they lost and everything. Okay, so they were making this 40 years journey. And we heard that God permitted them to be afflicted. Okay, God permitted them to be afflicted, which means that God says, you have, a freedom, you have freedom of choice, my friends, my chosen people. You choose me, my commandments, or you don't. And they had a lot of afflictions, apparently. 
because they didn't choose to follow the commandments. They didn't choose to follow the ways of the Lord. Instead, what they did is they went on their own kind of pursuit of what brought them comfort. What brought them comfort in terms of how they were feeling about themselves, how things were going during their day in this long sojourn of 40 years. It brought comfort when, okay, I'm mad at somebody and I'm going to do something back to them. They did that kind of stuff. And they were not faithful to their marriages, all this stuff. They chose the comfort food. They chose their favorite sin. They chose to transgress or go against the commandments of God. And that's why they were afflicted. And you heard that not that the ground, they were in the desert, right? So the ground was, was parched. It didn't have a lot of, of, of moisture there. So it wasn't going to bear much fruit. And we heard that there were these seraph serpents slithering around in the desert and bit them. And that, that's also a symbol of sin, that, that they were sick because they were seeking comfort food, things that they did that were contrary to God. And they also had to face the scorpions. Any, anybody really see a scorpion and kind of be with one, or around one, like in the desert or whatever? When you go down and visit in Texas or Arizona, I guess you have to watch out for scorpions, right? They can go into your shoes and everything like that if they're hanging around, and you get a big stinging surprise if you put your shoes on. So that's what they were experiencing. They were experiencing all this danger because they didn't have their lives in order. They were choosing that comfort food of their lives. Okay, then what happened is that they realized what was going on, that they were really parched. The, the, the land of their souls was really parched, and they cried out to God for food. They said, we're hungry. And the way that we satisfy ourselves is no good. We're hungry. Give us some food in this desert. And God did. He gave them manna, remember? He sent manna from the skies. He sent manna from the heaven so they could eat. They could get their protein and go on their way. But they were also thirsty. That parched land that was their souls, they were thirsty. And so God gave them water from the flint rock. And he was the one who satisfied them. It wasn't like eating comfort food, but he was the one who satisfied them, who, who raised them up, who, who, who caused them to grow, who caused them to become ready to be delivered to the promised land. They couldn't do it themselves. And that's the big lesson. That's a big lesson that, that God was teaching the Israelites through their afflictions is, folks, you can't do it yourself. And, and if you're going to try to, to, to bring yourself comfort because of what's going on in your life, it's not going to work. I'm the one. I'm the one who does that. I'm the one who, who fulfills you. I'm the one who makes you whole. And, and it took 40 years for the Israelites to learn that. And that's okay, but it took them 40 years to learn that. And that God alone was the source of their food and their strength. His word, the bread that was manna, and the water that was their drink. And we can look at them and we can look at ourselves because they're a mirror. They're a mirror. We're not any, really any different than the Israelites, except, of course, we believe in Jesus. That's big. That's huge. But, that, but, but as far as human nature and that kind of thing, we're not different, that much different from the Israelites. So we can look at them to see ourselves.
And we're going to see the same thing that is important that we need. Word, Word of God, bread, and water, or liquid, I'm going to say, beverage, I'm going to say. We need those three things. And they all come together in the gospel that Deacon Kim proclaimed tonight when Jesus said, I am the bread of life. If you eat my bread, if you eat my body, and if you drink my blood, you shall have life everlasting. He's saying, I am the word of God. I am the very word of God. You are hearing God coming from God's mouth, and he's speaking to you. And he says, I'm the one. I'm the only one. There is no other way. I'm the bread of word. I'm, I'm, I will guide you. I will lead you. Listen to me. Listen to me. And then I'm your food. I'm your manna. I'm, I'm that water from the desert. But it's even better. The food is me. Eat my body and drink my blood. And you shall have my life within you. And you shall know eternal life. Wow. But we like the comfort food. Come on. I want my pancakes. But when you line up comfort food, the compensatory behaviors, what we do that are contrary to, to God's word, and, and we go on our own way, when you compare that pancakes to eternal life, then what, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, there's no comparison. The pancakes are weak. And they'll just make me fat. You know? But, but it'll taste good. It's comforting. But the Eucharist, Jesus, he'll take you to eternal life and fill you with his life right now. There is no comparison, is there? It's Jesus, and it's him alone. And that's what we come to see again, and that's what we come to appreciate again as we celebrate the feast of the body and blood of Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. And we come again to see that as that trifecta I talked about, word, beverage, bread, we have that every time here, every time here at the Holy Mass. You're hearing the Word of God now, and you'll approach the altar, and you might be parched. Your soul might be like a desert. Your soul needs to be fed. And here he is. Here it is. The bread of life and the cup of eternal salvation. So, this feast today, I guess it, what it's saying to me, okay, uh, uh, remember these guys are in here too. They're here. I need to leave these in the picnic basket. And I need to close the lid and say, I can't live by my comfort food. Whatever I do to bring me comfort, whatever is contrary to God that I think is better than God, I can't live by that. Because if I do, I will die. But if I live by Jesus, the bread alone, and his precious blood, and his word, even if I die, I will rise with him to new and everlasting life. We've got the choice, right? But it's a no-brainer.